0: Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, Ops Insiders. Really happy to have you back here for episode number three of the Ops Authority Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about business foundations and we're gonna walk through how to create one. This is one of those like long lost arts that just no longer happens anymore. And I really think the reason that this has been skipped over for several years, is actually decades, is because it's so easy to get into business today. I know back when my mom and dad were starting businesses 30 and 40 years ago, they were having to go to the bank because starting a business was just not nearly as accessible as it is today. Hello, technology. (laughs) So back in the day, you would go to to a bank and you would create a business plan, and this would be something that you worked really hard on, you got lots of people's input on, And you went into the bank physically and gave them a, get this, a real piece of paper. And they analyzed it with a committee. That committee then determined if they would, if you had a sound enough business plan for them to loan you money. So this is one of those things that is so essential in any business. So yes, it was important. 30, 40 years ago, it is still important today. And I know you, I know many of us around here have not spent time in creating a business plan, but I will tell you that the fruit that comes from it is so, so powerful, and it will really help you improve your business game, your trajectory of where you're going. And also from an operations perspective, you're going to have a much greater sense of what's going on, what's about to happen, and really all around just more organized. So we're going to walk through today how to create this business foundation and what makes it up. So first of all, We are going to start with a business summary. This is like a full section, and this is a lot. A lot of this is gonna come down to some thinking time. So, I want you to draft your mission, your vision, and your values. So, those are words that as you're becoming comfortable and used to me, this is the foundation of all work. Everything hinges off of your mission, vision, and values. And if you happen to be listening right now, just tell me, is this something that you have taken time to do yet? Most of the time when I'm working with clients, they have never done this. It is so easy to get into business. Most of the time, we have an idea of something that we can make and produce for other people. Maybe we are skilled and we have a service that we can sell. And we focus primarily on the marketing. So how can I get this in front of people? And then maybe we'll get into the logistics of how do I sell this? But for the most part, we breeze right over the mission, vision, and values. And if we were going to the bank, or if you're looking for a venture capital firm or anything like that, you're going to have to know what these three areas are, your mission, your vision, and your values. There will be an episode fully dedicated to mission, vision, and values, and how to do this exercise. But just to get us started here, Your mission is all about what you do and who you serve. Your vision is futuristic. It's like, it's the dreamy place you think of. Like, where will I be in 2025? Not you physically, but the business, right? So where is the business going to be? What kind of success are you going to have? What does success look like for you? And then those values boy, I could talk, and I probably will over the time in this podcast, but I'm going to talk a whole lot about what values are, how we derive them, how we communicate them, and how you build an entire business around them. But for today, I just want to jog your memory and have you think back to the things that are really important to you. To use the analogy, what sword would you fall on? What is it that you like to be surrounded by? Who is it that you like to serve? What are the characteristics that are very important to you? So think about the values that you like in the people around you. Think about the values of what's important in your relationships and then document those. Another area that I find really important are your boundaries, especially if you're starting as a solopreneur or that's where you're functioning today. I'll say solopreneur, but I also mean people who have less than five contractors with them because at this point, this business really represents you as a person and not necessarily an intangible idea. It's still very much you. So I want you to start thinking about your boundaries. What are the boundaries that you have about business? Is it that you're going to take a few days off a week? Is it that you close your computer from 5 p.m. to 8 a.m.? What is it? Is it that you take off on Fridays? We all have motivations for working in the capacity that you're working in today. So just Take some time to really understand what those are. No one's going to treat you the way that you want to be treated if you haven't taken the time to educate people. And this doesn't have to be harsh. It could just be that I prefer email over Facebook messages. It doesn't have to be a harsh, like, this is what I'm not doing. It can be what you are doing. So in this business summary section, we're going to start by articulating mission, vision, values, and your boundaries. The next piece of the business summary is really, who is that avatar? Now, I'm not a marketing expert. I'm not a messaging expert, by all means. Those are not in my wheelhouse. But there are so many great trainings out there that will really help you walk through who your avatar is. And I often think of who my avatar is not. So when you're thinking about the avatar, I want you just to document it so that you can come back to it. Because this is, again, this business summary, this is the true foundation. This is the reason that you are in business. The next piece are your competitors. And I know this sounds strange. The newer you are to business, the less you may know about who your competitors are. But ask around. It is so important to know who's selling a similar product. Now, I am not at all telling you to go stalk these people and to become obsessed with their pricing, with their offers or anything like that. It is very important for you to know who is out there, what is happening because an uneducated owner is one that can easily be taken down very quickly. So you do need to be apprised of who your competitors are. If you happen to have a team, I would highly encourage you to have a virtual assistant, and assistant of, of any capacity to do this research for you. That also kind of protects you, especially if you're a smaller business and you have a lot of pride tied into this, which is completely fine. I actually did this exercise back in the day. I'm a lot more confident today so I can look around at competitors, but at some point in my business, I had to have somebody else do this for me. So it's important to know who your competitors are so that you know, it helps you to build your value proposition. How are you different? How are you going to serve people? And then again, there's a lot of education that goes along with that. This would complete the first section called the business summary. After we get that documented, we're now able to transition into the next area. This happens to be an area that's very, very futuristic and dreamy. I'd love you to take a few minutes and write out what your accomplishments would look like. So at the time of me recording this, it's the middle of July 2019. So if I was going to start this exercise today, I would say, okay, 12 months from now, in July of 2020, what are the accomplishments that the ops authority would have succeeded at? So what does success look like to you? I want to make sure that you do this really looking at a 12-month time frame, not any greater than that. So this is really short-term vision. Underneath this area, you may want to think about things like how much profit you would have brought in, maybe how much revenue maybe how many clients or students or or customers you would have served, and then that anecdotal feedback. What would be the best testimonial that you would have received in these next 12 months? Would it be that you've changed my life? Would it be that I am making more money? What are those anecdotal things that really swell our hearts up, but we can't really quantify? I would also dream into that and document these underneath the accomplishments section. The next piece in your business plan or your business foundation are financials. So hang with me here. I know that this is not most people's strength, but I will tell you, very, very important for us to know where we're going and what we're going to be responsible for. So as you're listening to this, we need to know how much you need to bring in every month, Every month or every quarter it really depends on how you and your family have this set up and what kind of agreement you have to your family. So, let me share with you what we do in my family. So, it's me and my husband, Jess. We sit down and we say, okay, what do I need to contribute on a monthly basis from the ops authority to the Gingrich household? So, we look at our budget. Yes, the, you only have to do this you know, maybe once a year, but we sat down, we looked at our budget, how much we spend, how much we need. So this is like the bare minimum. What does Natalie need to contribute to the Gingrich household to be in what we consider good, which is covering all of our bills, really not giving us a whole lot of discretionary funds, but at least covering our bills. That's what I'm gonna call our good number. I operate, you're going to hear me talk about this a lot, but I operate in a good, better, best framework that Todd Herman had taught me a couple years ago. So as it pertains to financials, that good number for me is what I need to contribute to my household on a monthly basis that really doesn't allow for a huge life of luxury. It's covering the bills, but not a lot more. Then we determine what does better look like and then what does best look like. So these are really, really drastically different numbers I encourage your best number to be like off the charts. That's probably something that you cannot attain every single month, but maybe during the launch month when you have a big influx of cash coming in, that would be like a best goal. But for the most part, I'm really looking at, I have to hit that good goal and I'm striving for that better goal. So you may want to do something like, and I'm just making these numbers up, but you may want to, just to give you an idea of, of the variance of these numbers, it may be, 5,000 for good, 8,000 for better, and 40,000 for best. So you see how there's a really big jump between better and best? So push yourself, go back, look back over your financials, look at your best, most highest profiting month. And maybe that's a really good guide for setting this up. But the most important work you can do in this financial section is to have a conversation with your spouse. Or if you don't have a spouse, look at that budget. Look at what it is that you're spending money on every single month so you have a clue as to what it is that you need to be bringing in. And this is put here. This is the third step, and it's put here on purpose because that information is going to help you understand what you need to be pricing for your offers. The fourth section is all about the sell right? So we're moving from projecting what our financial needs are to how we're going to fill that gap. So this is the solution that you're providing. I want you to document what are your offers And as I've been working with business owners for the last four years, it seems like the earlier you are in business, the more things you're doing and trying and testing and selling. So I'm gonna encourage you over time to minimize the number of things that you're selling so you're not spreading yourself thin, but I totally understand testing the market to figure out what sticks and where you feel in your zone. That's the ultimate experience. So in this selling section, We are talking all about what it is that you're selling. So document what it is that you sell. Look back at that last category of your financial needs. Look at the good section. Now this is going to help you with your pricing, right? How many of those things, products, services, offers, how many of those do you need to sell to meet your good goal? Hopefully this really helps you with the pricing section, but this should really solidly tell you what it is, how it is that you need to be pricing your offers. And you know what, if you're thinking, oh my goodness, no one's ever gonna pay $300 for this, then you need to sweeten the deal. Invest some time into redesigning what that offer looks like. Do you need to offer one-to-one time? I'm not a big advocate of it, but if you need to make $3,000 a month and you feel like selling 15 is best, 10 is good, then guess what, guys? You've got to figure out a way to sweeten the deal so that people will buy this at the $300 offer. All righty, we're about halfway done, so I just want to back up really quick. Make sure you're following along with me. The first section is your business summary. There, we're talking about mission, vision, and values, your competitors, et cetera. Then we're going to move over into accomplishments. So what does success look like for you in this 12-month period? Next, third... Are your financial needs? What do you need to contribute in a good, better, best scenario? And then if you have any surplus, where is that going to go? Are you going to give it away? Are you going to donate? Are you going to reinvest in your business? Are you going to pay off debt? Go ahead and determine that so that you have a, a solid framework on what you need to do when excess money comes in. Because I believe it will if you take the steps, if you do the work that's required to build this out. And then the piece that we just discussed is the sell, your solution to the problem. What is your offer? What is your product? What is your service? And along with that is the pricing. So this is going to be the background material. That's really what you would need the beginning of what you would need if you were taking this to the bank. The next piece of this is super important to me. It's part of my proprietary framework, and it's all about your strategic priorities. So to this point, you've really done the work in the research, the analytics, understanding your competitors, and you have built your value proposition, How are you different in the marketplace? Well, now it's time to get strategic and start moving into that operational planning. So, here we start with understanding what is the most important thing to you. I'm going to list off these seven things. You can also go to the show notes and you're going to find these as well because I know it's a lot to take in. But, financial steadiness, which is really how stable the financials are in your business, and lots of different things that go into that. Product development and innovation. So what are you creating? Scaling and growing your team is another. Operational efficiencies, development and growth, visibility and marketing, and then lastly, customer and client experience. So you're going to look at all seven of those as different areas in your business, Right now, you, if you're one person in your business or you're 15 people in your business, there is somebody taking that is looking at all of these. These seven things are important to every business, regardless of the size. Everything from theopsauthority.com all the way up to Microsoft, to Apple, to Amazon, to Walmart, doesn't matter. These are the same seven pillars of strength in every single business. It's up to us, especially as I'm talking to the small business owner, to understand what order these are gonna fall in because we only have so much time, so many resources when it comes to money and your team. So I want you to prioritize those one through seven. I'll give you a hint that financials are almost always at the very top because we have to have them. Very few people are independently wealthy that come to me and say, hey, I don't need financials to be at the very top. So if I had a hankering, I would tell you that put financials first and then work your way down. Once you know what it is that you need to be working on, the next thing is we need to measure that. This is when that operations leader in your business comes out because, oh, they're going to help you so much with understanding and creating key performance indicators, also known as KPIs. So this is how you're going to know if success is happening or not. You're going to look at those strategic priorities. Let's just say we're going to take the top three or four. Now think about a metric. What metric would validate that you are doing well. So I'm gonna give you an example of visibility. So if visibility is really high, which basically is telling me that I need to get more eyeballs in my business because I need to sell, right? I just told you that financials are all, almost always, number one, and they're definitely number one in my business. So if I'm trying to get more sales, I'm going to look at this from a visibility perspective, and how am I going to get more eyes? How am I going to market more effectively? So a KPI may be, how many views do I need on my website each month? If I can tie my financials back to the number of views and they match up, then maybe I know, you know what, I need 30,000 views if I have 30,000 views, it's going to give me roughly $15,000 a month. So you've got to know the data. You've got to know your business. And this is just one example, but I want it. It can't be something like I'm not picking on social media specifically, but it can't be I need more likes on social unless you can prove that social likes are increasing your revenue. If you can't tie those two together, then I would look bigger than that. It may be how many people do you need to get to the top of your funnel and where is the top of your funnel? I'm not gonna go into a big marketing exercise here, but I just wanna stress to you that your strategic priorities need to be quantified. Again, if you were taking this to a bank or an investor, they would want to know, is he or she tracking what they're doing? Do they analyze what they're doing so that they can change course and improve operations? improve sales, improve profit. If you're agile and you're doing that, that's gonna tell the investor or the bank or your audience that you have something that they should really be looking at. We went from strategic priorities over to key performance indicators. And the last piece of this is your annual plan. This will complete the business foundation framework, but that annual plan really looks at your market. So if I'm a business and my key product is a planner, then a paper planner, then I'm going to want to look at this annual plan, just thinking January through December, when is my audience naturally engaged or thinking about buying a planner? So the cycles that I can think of when planners are really important to me are at the very end of the year. So you're going to see planner sales really spiking you're going to see those facebook ads coming into your well facebook or instagram coming up in the early third quarter right they're getting ready they're training us to to understand the year is closing and we want to start that new year fresh we want a new planner nice crispy brand new new colors new new everything we're going to want that so their sales cycle is going to be really heavy in October, November, because that's when the consumer is buying. We may see that again in the spring, but those there are typical selling cycles in every business, and I want you to be aware of yours. If you're brand new and just now starting business, I would make sure you're making notes throughout the year, looking at your competitors, seeing when they sell. The last thing you wanna do in a very niche market is offer a product at the same exact time As your competitor. So pay attention to the people around you, but also document, just get a sense of when people are opening your emails, when they're more engaged with you, when you're having more comments, and when people are coming in. What is driving that? And go ahead and document that. Also, in this annual plan, I want you to think about vacation times. So if you're a mom like me, I am going to be less productive in the summer and over the Christmas holidays. Why? Because my kids are school age and they're home and I enjoy being present with them. So I work about half the time during those months and it's important for me to know that I've only got about 20 or 30 hours a week and I don't have the typical 40 plus, right? My days look a lot different in the summer. So it's important for me not to jam pack my summer or Winter holiday time. So go ahead and document everything that if you have a big trip coming up, you're going to want to put that in here because you're not going to want to be pulled between business and personal. Trust me, I've been there, I've done it. I tried to juggle this over a spring break trip not too long ago, and I swore to myself I would never do that again because my kids were all getting bundled up in their ski gear and they were going out with my husband, and there I was taking calls and not on the mountain with my family. So you want to make sure you mark these things off off because the next thing we're going to do is look at your marketing schedule. Everything from visibility, marketing, as well as what your content needs to be. This is a much bigger topic, and it's really going to be based around what your offers are when you're launching, if you're putting something out new, what that looks like. You're going to start with when you're selling. So let me explain to you how I use these terms. Marketing is going to be the time in which you're selling something. Visibility is going to be the pre-marketing time. So when you are going to be talking about this and kind of teasing your audience, that's what I consider visibility. And then the content are all the different mediums that we have. And this is a whole conversation, which we'll talk about in due time, because there's a great workflow that I can share with you all in how to do this. But now, if you're talking about launching a signature program that's going to address copywriting in your business, you're going to launch that in March. Well, in late January and February, you're going to want to be visible for it. You're going to want to I'm just making all of this up, of course, but you may wanna be on podcast, maybe you wanna do a challenge, maybe you wanna do a three-part mini-series, maybe you want to get on some friends' blogs and guest write, so many options out there, Most of them are actually free, which is amazing, and you're going to want to take this time to do this, but it's got to be planned. Trust me, these things sneak up so quickly. (laughs) But the content, so you're going to want to work either within your own team or maybe just sit down and draft this yourself, but in January and February, for this example, you're going to want that content to all be focused around why copywriting is really important in your business. So this all stems from the annual plan, which then turns into your marketing visibility, and content plans. Ladies and gents, this is the entire business foundation framework, and I have great news for you. As I've been talking about this, I've been looking at a Trello board that I have created and have shared with my mastermind as well as my A-team students. So I'm going to share this exact same thing with you for free. Just go to theopsauthority.com forward slash foundation because this is your Business Foundation Framework. I can't wait for you to download this, complete it, take just a quick screenshot of it, and go ahead and put it into our Facebook group, which can be found at theopsinsiders.com. I'd love to have you inside of that group because we're gonna be talking all about this stuff. If you have any questions, feel free to drop them there. The conversation will continue there. I'll be doing a live training and showing you guys how I have done this with the Business Foundation Framework. In that group. So I'd love to see you there. Alrighty, Ops Insiders, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. And I look forward to seeing your business foundation framework. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week. But in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.